Hi guys, welcome back to the third episode of Girl Next Door. Hope you guys are alright, hope you had a great week. So last week's episode was about kind of losing myself and finding a routine and I think I'm slowly getting into one, slowly getting back on track. Being myself now, I've not gone out for a while. I, th I don't think I went out this week at all, which is just really nice and I've really got my mojo back. I'm feeling great. I signed up to a brand new gym, one I've never been to, debating whether to go back to my old gym when I was here in Manchester last year, but I was thinking that kind of negative vibes, you know, wasn't my healthiest, wasn't like great vibes when I was there, kind of toxic, <laughs> but so I didn't go there anymore because I was like, you know what, we're going to leave that in the past, we don't have to go back there, better things and healthier mindsets in a new place. So I signed up to this gym with my friend and oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's got a pool, sauna, steam room, and the gym itself is really good. Although it's like, it's quite like leisure center gym vibes, but still it's really nice, really friendly and quiet. And that's something I really like. Even though I'm not actually a newbie to the gym, I had some like newbie nerves today going into the gym. I think it's because it's brand new and I don't really know the place or the equipment. I was kind of just like figuring out where everything was and where the weights go and all of that. But I had like a feeling of anxiety that was, I don't normally get when I go to the gym. I felt kind of like, oh, I don't really know what to do. Cause I was just, I didn't go with a plan, which is probably where I messed up, but I just went there and was like, oh, got a bit overwhelmed. <laughs> but just decided to go and just do a bit of upper body. And I love training upper body. I feel so strong. So I decided to do that, do some pull-ups, which I'm really getting into. My goal in January was to get three reps of pull-ups. And I got that when I was at home, but coming to uni, I've not been to the gym for a while. So now I'm only on two, which is a bit annoying, but you know, we're just going to pick it up, kind of carry on, keep practicing, hopefully going to get back to three and then even more because I've got this membership now. I can go whenever I want, which is really exciting. But yeah, I got a bit nervous and I think that's really natural when you, when you start to go to the gym or you join a new gym because you don't really know who's there or what the vibe's going to be like. It's a lot of trial and error. Then I kind of thought, stick to what you know. So instead of doing a really intense session, I just kind of hopped around the gym and was just basically playing around. I went and did some pull-ups, I did some dips, lap pull-down, tricep extensions, bicep curls, shoulder press. So I was doing upper body, but it was all kind of willy-nilly. Like I'd go over there, then I'd go over here and I did a few reps of that. Then I jumped over to, to did something else. And I feel like there is such a pressure these days of if you like don't do certain reps or you don't do sets, then you kind of look like, you know, what even are you doing? There's no point. Whereas I do, I get both sides, you know, the gym boys who like, oh yeah, three sets of 12, that's them. And I do do reps and sets, but this session I just wanted to kind of get used to my environment. And if that meant just playing around and having a bit of fun, which the gym should be fun. The gym is your space. It's just as much your space as it is anyone else's space. So if you want to go do legs or upper body, or if you want to do a bit of yoga on the mats, or if you want to do an ab workout and all in the same session, that is yours and that is okay and valid to do. I feel like there is a lot of stigma around doing that. Like you shouldn't do that or you look 
bad if you do that but that is just not the case no one actually cares no one's paying attention so when i got to the gym you have to go down these stairs and it's like a basement and so i went into like the i don't know what i'm calling it like the gym cave where all like the men are just like lifting weights and normally it's quite an intimidating space but i think because i've been going to the gym for a while now i've kind of got used to it so i went in there set up my bench ready to do like a shoulder press and i went to go grab the weights and i was like just looking because I didn't want to just go in with a straight, like, heavier weight. Even I mean, I can't really shoulder press that much. But And I went over and the lightest weight was 12 kg. So I had to just go straight in with pressing shot 24. But that's fine. I mean, at least I could do it. It was just a bit like, it threw me off, basically. So the session today was basically like a playground. I did a bit of yoga normally. So I really like doing headstands and I think it's really good for your core, good for your mind. All the all the blood like rushes to your head and it, I read somewhere that it makes you happier because you're getting all the blood to your head and blah, blah, blah. So I love doing them. I feel like they make me happy and you're in like initiating your core. So it's really good for balance and everything like that. However, you've really got to be like present when you do a headstand. So you don't like, so you can initiate your core and there's nothing else like distracting you so you don't fall over basically i was like, really nervous to do my yoga and my headstands because i do i do fall over and i do like you know when you go a bit like your legs go over the top and you kind of roll and you you like slam against the floor yeah that happens to me quite a lot because <laughs> i'm not not amazing at them but i'm getting better but yeah so i wanted to do some but I was really nervous so I took myself off to a little like side area where the yoga mats were and I started doing them I was like oh my god like yes you've got this like I'm feeling great and I'm really proud of myself for actually doing it because I was really scared to do them because I thought people would judge me and you know obviously they're not I started doing them and I and I heard someone coming and I took I literally got this on video so I might post a video later I literally like shake I just I nearly fall down because I'm focused on what he's doing I'm not focused on my ab my core I'm not focused I'm not in the present I'm literally focusing on that person seeing me upside down with my legs in the air and it really threw me off I was gonna fall over thank god I managed to stay upright and just carry on but I was like oh my gosh I've literally like let that person affect me it's like had a physical effect on my body because I was not concentrating I was not I was not focusing on myself I was too busy when I heard someone coming I was like oh shit that's embarrassing no it's not just carry on in your zone and I know by me saying that is a bit kind of take your own advice and stop worrying about what other people think but it just shows that we all do think it sometimes and it was just my being new to the gym well that certain gym nerves as i get more comfortable i'm sure i won't feel like that anymore but that man he probably wasn't looking or maybe he looked for a second and then just carried on with his like day or his workout but for me that was like a oh that was kind of embarrassing but it really wasn't and i think the more you push yourself and the more you put yourself out there the easier it will become and then i went swimming and you guys from my last episode you guys know that i'm actually not the strongest swimmer but this time it was there was no lifeguard so i felt a bit more safe well not safe well obviously not safe i felt a bit more relaxed and at ease not really sure that's what you should feel when there's no lifeguard present especially when you can't swim but i didn't feel the pressure so i felt much 
better that there was no lifeguard. There was barely anyone in there. And the leisure centre that I went to like last week was an open swim for everyone. So I was swimming with the OAPs. It was like a soup full of old people. Like grandma, I was swimming in a grandma soup. They were surrounding me. And it was not a fun experience. I can't lie. Let's get into the actual topic of today's podcast. That's talking about living alone. Now, when I say living alone in university, you might not be living on your own as a singular person. You might be living with five, six, seven people, mix of boys and girls. I live with nine other people. So there's 10 people in my house at the moment. That's a lot. However, they aren't necessarily the people I hang out with. They're really nice people. They're not my closest friends, basically. So sometimes I feel like I almost do live alone because I don't have that constant chat of, oh, hi, how was your day? Or welcome home. Like I'm not expecting that, but it's just not the vibes. I feel like if I was to live with my friends, it wouldn't be like a welcome home, here's your dinner, but it would be a bit more hey how's your day that type of thing and that's just not the vibe right now i come in and i go straight to my room every time well i'm sure there is people that have a similar situation might not necessarily get on with their flatmates or doesn't feel comfortable to go in the kitchen or anything like that the kitchen is such a dirty place for one which is natural in any university kitchen especially with a lot of people i don't know i just don't use the communal areas i like to keep myself keep myself to myself so that means i spend a lot of time in my room And I think that's one of the reasons why I really struggled, well, I have struggled, is because I sleep in this room, I eat in this room, I get ready in this room, I work in this room, like I do all my homework, and I get ready for nights out in this room. There is so much happening in this room. It's like a little cell. And I've decorated it so nice. I'll have to post a picture on my Instagram, at girlnextdoor underscore podcast, if you want to go follow me on Instagram. No, so it's a really nice space. It's relatively small, but it's just full of my things, which is great. It feels like home. It really does. I love my room. However, because I spend so much time in here and I do everything in here, it, there is, it's not a relaxing space. It's, you've got your desk, got things on the wall, posters, pictures, like pin boards, book, podcast stuff, bed, wardrobe, clothes, everything. And it's just sometimes so much that, when I go to bed, I don't get a sense of relaxation because I'm still thinking, oh, my computer's just over there. I can just carry on with some work or that needs to go there. I've not put that away. Or I can see like I've left that mug. I can always see it because I'm doing everything in this room. So it's not necessarily the most relaxing space. And I feel like that's so common with people who have just started university or in university. That's maybe not the most ideal living area, like living space. It's so common that we live just out of one room. And it can be really hard. Like I said, with concentration, some of the reasons why living in just one room, doing everything in one room is difficult is because, you know, you go, you don't switch off because there's so many different things. Like right now I'm sitting at my desk, which is where I eat and it's where I work and it's where I record my podcast and it's where I get ready. Obviously, because here I do everything in one room. It's very difficult to organise your time and be your most productive. When I mean productive, it's not always in a work sense. Like you can be productive and sleep. Okay, that sounds weird. I mean it in a sense that you can be efficient at doing something. So you can be efficient at falling asleep. You can have a good night's sleep properly. I 
wanted to get more efficient with my time. So I did a little bit of a self-help reflection and I did a LinkedIn learning course now. Really, uni really pushing that recently. So I did a LinkedIn learning course on how to organise your time and your life. I really like resonated with it. I was like, okay, that this is really good. And basically the analogy was like, to be organised, you've got to think back to reception or preschool or whatever. Now, hear me out. In preschool, you have your home corner, you've got your computer area, arts and crafts corner. Basically, everything's in sections. Now, when you're a child, you kind of go, oh, I want to play mummies and daddies. So you just go to like the home corner or you go, oh, I want to do some painting. You go to the arts and crafts section. You know exactly where to go. Whereas if you don't have different sections for different things, your mind doesn't know what to do. So like when I sit down at my desk, it's not, oh, let's get on with work. It's let's get on with work. Oh, I'm a bit hungry. You know, let me touch up my makeup. It's let me FaceTime my friend or scroll on TikTok for an hour because I've not got that separation. And it's really important to maximise your time and to actually be organised is to have different sections. So that's why they say, like, don't ever eat in your bed. Things like that is because when you associate, like, an area with a certain task, that's the only place that you could do it. So that's why having a study is good. That place is for studying. You don't go and bring your dinner in your study and you wouldn't start getting ready in the kitchen because that's not what the space was initially designed for or is meant to be used for. Nothing's in that area which will allow you to complete the task. So no wonder we find it difficult, but these are some of the tips that help me. So when I want to work, I go outside of my room. I like to bounce off vibes of other people. I like to get inspiration from different settings and it really helps me to focus on my work. If I can't get settled, I don't try and force myself to work there. I switch it up. I like to go somewhere else. If I'm not working well in the coffee shop, I might go to the library or I might come back home and see if I can do it at my desk. I never take it to my bed because my bed is for relaxing and it's the chill space. So so that's when you can go outside and do your work, but sometimes you can't actually get out and you need to do work, but staying inside. And that's when working at a desk really helps me. Having that separation between like relaxation and work is so important for your brain to completely focus on the task that you want to complete. So creating a space where you can easily work is really important. But on the other hand, it's really important to create a space where you can really relax and switch off. This is also very difficult because, like I said, if you have a desk in your room, it can be quite difficult just to leave your work and stop. How I relax is I turn my phone off, I turn my laptop off and I put it away so I can't see it. That means I'm not reaching for it, I can't see it, so it's out of sight, out of mind. And what I've been doing recently is I've been reading this book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Now, I really recommend this book because, and I'm not a massive reader, I'm dyslexic, so I'm a bit slower than the average person, let's just say. But I really, really enjoy this book. Yeah, I'm really like resonating with it. I think it's growing my mind and it's so true, some of the things that he talks about. Well, I have struggled with, you know, feeling very isolated, just being in one room. That happened, like that happens throughout life and it's being comfortable in your own presence which i think i've learned a lot which you really have to learn how to do being comfortable in your own skin is really difficult sometimes and loving your own company comes along with that 
And I think when you spend time on your own and you really reflect on what you enjoy and, and what you stand for, you're constantly, when you're alone, you're constantly thinking like that. You're constantly thinking, oh, okay, I'm doing this because I like it, not because anyone else likes it. You are constantly being present in your own life. And sometimes that can be hard. Sometimes that can bring up things that might trigger you or make you feel upset, but you learn to cope with them yourself. And I'm not saying that when you're with people, it's, it's a distraction. Some of the time it is, some of the time it's not. You can Sometimes you can really be, you know, present and yourself with whoever you're with. A lot of the time, being with other people is a distraction. When I'm with people, I don't necessarily reflect on what I'm doing or the things I want to genuinely want to do because I'm with my friends. I'm, I'm having fun. I'm not really thinking about me. I'm just thinking of us as a collective. What would we like to do? What's best for everyone? So when you are by yourself, it's just what you want to do and you really get to get to know yourself and explore different things that you want to do. We all go through feeling lonely in times, feeling isolated, feeling happy to be by ourselves constantly. You're constantly learning. Every experience you have, you learn from things. Good things, bad things, hard times, good times, and you grow as a person. You, you might be feeling like you don't fit in, that's okay. You will find who you fit in with. And I know a lot of my friends like going to raves. I am not a raver. I do not like raves. I've never been to one. I don't even have to go to one to know that is not my scene. Authentically, that is not for me. I'm not going to force myself to do that. I'm not going to be untrue to myself just because I might miss out on something amazing. That's not why I enjoy. You should never force yourself to do anything you don't genuinely want to do. And it's being comfortable with your decision. So let's say someone goes, oh, do you want to do this at the weekend? And you don't want to. It is hard to say no because, you know, society says, oh, like, if you don't go out at the weekend, you're really uncool or you're not fun. That is not the case. What actually is confident and empowering is when you turn around and go, no, I'd actually fancy doing that because it's not what I like to do or it's not what I enjoy. And being comfortable in yourself with that because it's what you genuinely want to do. When I think of a podcast episode, I write everything I want to speak about down. And sometimes it's almost like a journaling moment because my brain then just takes that and runs with it. I just think of all these ideas, how I'm feeling about the topic. And I wrote down, have I forgotten how to be okay alone? And by this, I mean, am I okay doing things alone? I know I've said about being present and being like happy in your own company. Day to day, I am. I am comfortable. I don't ever feel alone. But it's when things like going to the shops or going to the gym, I see myself reaching out to friends every time. I'm not saying that this is a good thing or a bad thing. There's pros and cons. If I constantly do things with people, am I relying on them? Or am I just doing it because I want a bit of social interaction for the day? I'm still kind of figuring that out. But it's when the, the friends can't do it or aren't around. Do I still do the things? Seven out of ten times I would. You know, other three times I might not have. Is that me slowly losing independence? Maybe I'm just feeling more sociable that day. I'm not sure. That's still, I'm trying to figure that out. So constantly doing things for the people is great. And it makes the experience more comfortable. You feel at ease it makes it more social and fun but some of the cons can be like you're more closed off so you're in your own bubble say you go to the gym with someone too you just talk to each other 
that's who that's who you are you come as a pair whereas if someone's on their own you're more approachable you might meet someone new you might talk to someone you've never spoken to before you might make a new friend so making a conscious step to doing more things alone might help you and it might make you feel more empowered but the reality of living alone is that it's actually really hard and i don't think that and people don't prepare you enough for it and there will be times you do live alone or you live with people that you know you don't necessarily talk to you learn a lot from it you learn obviously on the hard days where you've had a really shit day you've come back from work uni school all you want is for your mum to cook you some dinner and say it's going to be okay but she's not there to tell you it's okay and she's also not there to cook you dinner so you either order something or you cook for yourself whether that's just a little meal full of random stuff you've gotten and you learn to tell yourself that it's gonna be okay and you learn to rely on yourself and you don't necessarily need i'm not saying you don't need others but you don't rely on others to tell you it's gonna be okay so i think i'm gonna leave it there for today i've pretty much talked about everything that's on my mind at the moment a great rest of the week and i'll see you next thursday bye